HaKadosh Baruch didn't need us, but He wanted to give us the opportunity to have a chelik, to be partners with HaKadosh Wherever you get your podcasts from, or our own website, prismoftorah.com. This is The Prism of Torah with Rabbi Saf Aaron Prisman. Shalom to everyone. In this week's parsha, we know we have the building of the Mishkan, the place where the Shekhinah dwells, the house of HaKadosh Buhu. And the parsha starts off that HaKadosh Buhu tells Moshe Rabbeinu, please speak to Am Yisrael and ask them to donate to the Mishkan. And it says all the, whatever everyone can donate, Zahav Vachesef Unechoshes, gold, silver, etc., etc. The questions I want to raise are the following. Question number one. It says, They should take from me truma. Take? That's the wrong uh, verb being used. It should be, they should give, not take. Question number two. This whole idea that HaKadosh Baruch requires us to give to the Mishkan. HaKadosh Baruch has many ways of getting whatever he requires for the raw materials of the Mishkan. Why does he need us? And question number three. There's a famous idea brought down in Parashat Vayakhel that the Nasim they were actually punished. Why were they punished? They were punished because... When HaKadosh Buhu asked for all the raw materials to be, to be volunteered and sponsored by people and donated to the Mishkan, then the Sim said, we're, instead of giving right now up front something, we're going to wait it out, and whatever remains, whatever is left to, that is required to be given, we'll give, no matter what it is. And on that they were punished. How did their punishment come about? Over there in Parshas Vayakhel, the word Nesim has two yuds in it. The first deed was taken away. Question number one over here is, why were they punished? If you ask me at first glance, it seems like they did an unbelievable thing. They were willing to commit without any strings attached. No matter what the amount is, it's like an open check. Whatever remains, it doesn't matter how much gold, how much silver, we'll, we'll, we have your back, HaKadosh Buhu. We're committed. It sounds like an amazing commitment. Why were they punished? Question number two is, we know everything in Torah it has many dimensions to it. So what is this symbolism of the Yud, being, Dafka the Yud being taken out from the word Nasim, and that was their punishment, is that the concept giving is actually receiving. When you give something, you're actually getting more than you give. And why is that? Because our purpose in life is to mimic HaKadosh Buhu. And HaKadosh Buhu unconditionally gives to us. And when we give someone, doesn't matter what it is, when we give, we actually become, to a certain extent, like HaKadosh Buhu. And that's what we want to try to do. And hence, HaKadosh Baruch, of course he didn't need us. HaKadosh Baruch didn't need us, but he wanted to give us the opportunity to have a chelik, to be partners with HaKadosh Baruch in creating the Mishkan. That's an unbelievable merit, an unbelievable schus. The more we give, the more chesed we do, the more we can be attached to HaKadosh Baruch The Gemara in Baba Basra says a similar idea, Daf Yud the wicked Tornosrofus came to Rabbi Akiva and he says, If HaKadosh Baruch Hu loves you so much, also it loves your, your poor people, why did he create them poor? Rabbi Akiva told him that's because he wanted to give us the opportunity to save us from Gehenim and give us the opportunity of doing a mitzvah so that we will be able to give these poor people. Similar idea you see in Midrash Rabbah in Rus, Hey Tess, 
When Naomi asked Ruth, oh, who did you go to today to collect the food that was remaining in the field? Who did you go to today? And what did you do for him in order to receive something? And Ruth answered, I did for him, for Boaz. I did for him by taking. And the Farshim explained, what do you mean you did for him? All you did is take. And the answer is yes. By me taking from him what he allowed me to get, I actually gave him. Because it's the same Yisoy, the same concept. That when you give someone whatever it is you are actually receiving, you're gaining a lot more than what you gave. You are gaining a lot more. We can take this concept a step further. The Rambam, Pirkei Avois, over there says that everything you do is based on your maisin, based on your actions. Hakol lefirov maise. The Rambam explains over there that it goes based on your actions. Meaning, every time you do an act of giving over mitzvah, it's better. And hence, if you have $100, it will affect you in a more positive way if you give a dollar each day for 100 days as opposed to, as opposed to in a one-time shot, $100. Why? Because every time you do an act of giving, it changes you. It makes you closer to HaKadosh Buch More misdabek in his midos of HaKadosh Buch You're being more acting like HaKadosh Buch based on this concept we can better understand what the punishment was, why there was a punishment for the Nassim. Although at first glance, what Nassim did sounds like, wow, unbelievable. Endless commitment. No matter what's left, we'll give. But it's not so simple. Because there almost seems, on their level, of course, Nassim are on a very high level, that they, on their level, they missed the boat. They should have realized, of course, this is an opportunity for us. It's not a matter of us giving because the Mishkan is lacking. HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't need us to give the, the Mishkan. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is giving us an opportunity. We should jump on this opportunity and be partners with the creation of the Mishkan. Instead, they showed that it almost looks like they thought it's really because the Mishkan needs. Okay, the Mishkan needs, HaKadosh Baruch Hu needs their help. We'll give whatever it requires, but we'll wait. Because they really thought it's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu asked for is to give to the Mishkan, but no. The truth of the matter is, HaKadosh Buhu wanted to give the opportunity to Bnei Israel to be to participate in giving to the Mishkan. It reminds me of a famous story with the Chafetz Chaim that a big, a big gvir, a very wealthy person, came to the Chafetz Chaim and he said, I want to single-handedly support all your yeshiva. Your whole yeshiva in Radin, I want to take care of it. And the Chafetz Chaim, even though it would have been the easy way out for him, he said no. I'm not willing to do that because what I'm depriving the opportunity for so many people out there to also have a chilek and a partnership in my yeshiva. I don't think it's right to do so. I remember when we had a fundraising event over here for our shul over here, the Beknes Sagro, then the Rav of the Shul of Kornfeld Shlita, he also said, when you're trying to get people to donate, you have to make sure that in your mind it's clear that you're not, they're not doing you a favor, you are doing them a favor because you're letting them have the opportunity to be a chilek in this base midrash that people are going to learn, people are going to daven. And that's the way we should really view life. I saw brought down by Rav Zev Lef. A lot of these concepts are, are betzim I got from him. The deletion of the letter Yud from the word Nesim actually represents to two totally different things. When you write Nesim with the Yud, it denotes the idea of those that carry. But without the Yud, the vowel can be rearranged. Instead of being read Nesim, it could be read Nisaim, which means not that they carry, but rather that they are being carried. The Yud was removed to show them and teach them a lesson that although they viewed as if they're the ones that are carrying, i.e. they're giving to the Mishkan, 
But that's not true. They're actually being carried and they are the ones that are being lifted by the Mishkan. And that's denoted by the Yud being taken away. Because it can be read, Nisa'in. They are being carried. And the same idea we also see in this parsha. The Midrash says that the people that carried the Aaron, because we know all the Kalim in the Mishkan were taken from camp to camp when they had to switch from one campsite to another. And the Masa'ois, then they had to carry, the Levim would carry all the Kalim in the Mishkan. And the Midrash says that even though they came to lift the Kalim and carry them from one place to another, they were actually miraculously were being lifted. And that's the same idea. Because when you're giving, when you're carrying, it actually takes care of you. You are being lifted by that thing. And that was a mistake of the Nassim. They actually realized they were giving and they didn't realize on their level the depth that they are actually receiving. When you give, you receive and it's hinted in the word in Lashon HaKodesh, Natan, to give, can be read both ways, from right to left and left to right. Why? Because you're actually being given. When you when you give to someone else, you're being receiving. You're, you're also getting. We talked about the Aaron. The Aaron, the Kli of the Aaron in the Mishkan. That represents Torah, of course. The Luchas Abris were in the Aaron. And they had Badim. Badim are the two poles that the Levim used to carry. And we said that even though they were carrying, they were being lifted. The poles represent... The Midrash says, people that support Torah. That's what Chazal tell us, that the poles represent, which makes sense, if the Aroin is the Torah, represents the Torah, the poles represent the support of Torah. And we see that the poles are, were not allowed, Mid'oraisa, the Torah law is, they're not allowed to be taken out. Why? Because the people learning Torah, which the Aroin represents, and the people supporting Torah, which those poles represents, it's together. They always have to be together. And it's actually through those poles that they carry the people that carry them. It shows you that whoever supports Torah, and it seems like on the outside, they are giving, but they are actually receiving. The same idea is being hint hinted in the Pasuk that we say, It's a tree of life for the people who support the Torah. That's what Chazal tell us. But interestingly enough, as we know, Lashon HaKodesh is infinite. It came from HaKodesh Buhu. can be viewed, this same Shoyresh in Lashon HaKodesh can be viewed from two different perspectives. It can either come from the idea of Lehachzik, which is to support something, but also Lehachzik can mean to cling on. Because from one perspective, they're supporting the Torah. On the other hand, they're clinging on to the Torah. And the Torah is saving them and taking care of them in their world, this world, and the world to come. I would just like to end with a famous sto story that I might have mentioned several years ago, which really brings this point home. And that is, after Abelazer Gordon, the founder of the Tel's Yeshiva, got married, he was supported by his shver, by his father-in-law, why? Because he wanted him to have the ability to totally devote himself to, to learning Torah and to becoming a gadol, a big, a big rav. As his family began to grow and he was offered various rabbinical positions, Abelazar wanted to relieve his father-in-law from the financial burden he, has, he had. And hence, he asked his permission to accept one of the rabbinical positions he was offered. Despite the difficult financial times, his father-in-law, he, he, he refused to, to, to allow him to do so. He, wanted to, he told him, no, I want to keep supporting you. 
His wife, Rebavar Mitzchak's wife, said, what, what do you mean? How long do you intend to support our daughter and, uh, and our son-in-law? And he answered back in these words, My dear wife, who knows who is supporting whom? After several years, a very unique opportunity came up in a, in a place called Eshashok and was offered to Eliezer Gordon and everyone knew it was obvious it was Ratzon Hashem for him to take this opportunity so his father-in-law could no longer detain him. And the interesting idea over here was that the same day precisely that the Gordon family left to this new city to become a Rav over there, his father-in-law was Niftar on the same day. At that point, it became clear who was supporting who. Iratzoin, that we live our life with a clear recognition that we, when we give, we actually receive. Because by doing so, we are acting like the Midas of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Have a good Shabbos. Thank you for joining us. This is the Prism of Torah. Visit our website, prismoftorah.com, where you'll find a full archive of hundreds of past every Torah. Subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review, and don't forget to share with your friends and family. Sponsorship opportunities are available for all of our episodes. Thank you, Yonavefa, for your recording equipment. Produced by Ellie Podcast Productions.